0: I'm Ben Mitchell of the San Diego Legion, and you're watching MLR Weekly on the Rugby Wrap-Up.
1: Next on Rugby Wrap-Up's MLR Weekly, Major League Rugby highlights opinions and analysis with Brian Ray, Dan Power, and Matt McCarthy. and welcome back to this week's MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Wrap Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City and Brian Ray and Dan Power in the waiting room as we take you back before we go forward. In New England, Woody, the mixed up psychedelic mascot and the ghost of John Quincy Adams were very, very worried because Old Glory DC came in and they are no longer a pushover they are a formidable squad despite missing key ingredients nate osborne and co have that team firing and they almost pulled off a major upset but credit goes to the free jacks they proved once and for all that they are a team to be reckoned with and can win in any fashion necessary they claw their way to another victory the free jacks win 26 to 20. Off to Harriman, Utah, outside Salt Lake City, the Warriors were done and left for dead, but nobody told them that. They came roaring into the stadium and never stopped roaring, annihilating the Atlanta Rattlers. The forwards from each team heavily impacted the game as rolling malls dominated with some big line breaks, but it was the Utah Warriors who held on and beat rugby ATL easily. 44-26. The Toronto Arrows, poised to make a move in the Eastern Conference, welcomed in Rugby New York, and it was a sunny, beautiful day in Toronto. And it seemed like the Arrows were just sunbathing. New York bolted to an early lead, almost gave it away, and then cruised to a big Eastern Conference victory, 41-24. To the sunny beaches of Southern California and the San Diego Legion's home at the sports deck. It was the Legion versus the Houston Sabercats in another Western Conference battle. And those cohorts, those fans of San Diego had plenty to cheer about early in this tight contest until a yellow card from Patty Ryan opened the door for Houston to score a try and Houston gets a huge win on the road and critical points denying san diego points at death with a try houston wins 34-24 in the pacific northwest the seattle seawolves welcomed in the dallas jackals who were wounded to say the least and it didn't go well the visitors had a 7-5 lead at one point before it became a try fest for the Hungry Seawolves. 74-7 is the final score. The final match on the weekend pitted the Los Angeles Guiltinis versus the Austin Gilgronis at the LA Coliseum. Some of us experts thought this was gonna be a track meet, an explosion of tries, but instead it was unbelievable defense played by two teams that really don't like each other. And it was the Guiltinis holding on for dear life as austin almost ties the match at death but a conversion on their try goes wide final score la 10 austin eight okay now that you're up to speed we're going to take a quick break selling or trading in your vehicle? She-He makes it easy. With Easy Trades, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value.
2: It's easy, she-he.
1: And we're welcoming in the gentleman from the green room and mr brian ray mr dan power plus our mystery guest and as you know ladies and gentlemen our mystery guests come on they have very limited time they're very gracious we uh, go through this little game show of asking uh, them questions after i give some hints to dan and brian and they guess the identity and then we have a little chat so with that your hints are he has a master's degree Hmm. he has coached women's rugby here in the united states he has coached college rugby here in the United States, and he may be on the radar of the Olympic sprinters team. Are you Danny Cipriani? No, I'm not. Were you playing on
2: Sunday?
0: We was. Who were you playing for, Mystery Guess? I we was playing for New York. <laughs> Gave it away.
2: <laughs> uh, did you score a try on the weekend?
0: We did. It's a, that's a a real good impersonation. If that's an impersonation, spot on. Um, uh, you, do you play in the front row? What do, you do Dan.
2: Do you live uh, two blocks from JFK Stadium <laughs> in Hoboken?
3: What do, you do, Brian.
2: Man, you have a fun. You want to try take a
0: poke <laughs> at it? No, no. Um, do you have a Do you have a dream to work in produce in particular with meat?
2: Oh, you're down. You sure you're not Danny Cipriani?
1: <laughs> Did you help suck the life out of a, a whole nation of Canada by beating their team in Toronto? Uh, it was an aid. Yes. Bring Dan, it in. Go ahead, man. Bring this. him in.
0: Bring the butch in. The big bring man. in.
1: Uh, is it, are you Dylan the Butcher Fawcett? Way uh... Oh, my God, this is unbelievable, and here he comes in, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as there he is, the Butcher, Dylan Fawcett, himself, tis himself there. Welcome to the program, Mr. Fawcett.
3: Cheers, Mike. Cheers, guys.
1: Gentlemen, uh, it's, it's Butch. It doesn't get any better than this, does it? He's, he's gracious enough after running up and down the field all day long yesterday, scoring and helping his team score against the Toronto Arrows, Brian. So I'm sure you have a couple of questions for him, but he's exhausted.
2: Yeah, I guess he would be after that shellacking on the, the weekend. Uh, Dylan, Matt kind of gave us the story on this, but I want to hear it from you. You know, you running, sprinting back, to the center line after scoring a try. What, what's the deal with that? <laughs> yeah,
3: Brian, our, our scrum half, Andrew Ellis, he likes to uh, put incentives in uh, in scoring, you know? So you know, he likes to put incentives on, on anything, actually. He's, a, he's a very very much a competitor. So he decided that who the fastest front row forward back to the halfway line after scoring a try will earn 300 bucks in whatever mm-hmm. beverage he desires. So... Uh, with that in mind, I was extremely excited now that I'm holding the 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 mantle on the fastest back to the halfway, and it's it's now it go it goes till the end of the season. So I'm sure Caleb will be doing his best to rectify that. But yeah, that's the that's the incentive.
1: Dylan, it's very exciting to see you always, but great win for you guys in Toronto Eastern Conference battle. How are the boys feeling, and what was the uh, what was the temperature in the locker room after the match?
3: Uh, you know it was great um relief to be honest like you know the last time we were there it wasn't a great day you know we lost the last kick of the game with that drop goal so you know and we, we left it in the hands of somebody else to make sure that we got to the playoffs so um you know we made we made sure that we didn't want to be in that situation again and you know it was just great to get back to second place there now and just move forward to the to next week you know i mean toronto are a great a very good side you know so you, we always expected them to come back into the game Um, And I think we're really proud of ourselves and how we, we, you know, we handled it, and then continue to get back into the game, you know, in prior performances, we haven't, you know, so um, like I said, it's probably our most complete performance. And we just want to keep building on that and move forward.
2: How how are you guys feeling uh, heading towards the postseason now? I mean, you you have to feel like maybe there's a mathematical chance, whatever, but I mean, that was the game, right? I mean, you guys are basically now, how are you feeling now in the last couple of games of the season heading towards that?
3: I think Brian, we just take it week at week by week. You know, it's like I said, we're we're trying to get that eighty minute performance, and uh, we still haven't we still haven't got there. You know, so trying to build that, and you know, we've got some big games coming up. You know, Seattle, and you know after that massive win there the weekend, you know, we really can't kind of look past that. If you start if you start thinking about playoffs and stuff like that, you won't do the due diligence that you need to perform. So, uh, yeah, no, we're just relishing the next opportunity and just taking it from there.
0: Yeah, butch. Two trips to the playoffs uh, for 2019, 2021. Bounce the ball. You know, it was a kick. I think San Diego from the sideline. Joe Peterson, 2019. Atlanta, literally, you know, down to the last second there uh, last year to get to a championship. What's different this year, mate? What What's the the recipe for New York to go all the way and, and get to that championship game? Well,
3: that's a great question, Dan. I, I mean, I've been a part of some great teams. I think the one thing that we get, we always pride ourselves with, we is that we have a great bunch of lads here in New York. You know, the recruitment is one of the things we really pride ourselves on. So, um, when you have the right, the right lads in the right positions, then you're going to you're going to get the purchase that you need. You know, you're going to get into the positions that you want to be in. You know, to be able to cope with whatever is thrown in front of you. So, um, we're getting we're getting there. You know, it, it, it's always been growing pains and continues to be the same. But you know, as an organization, being a part of this is something really special, and every day we get better.
1: Yeah, you have indeed played basically everywhere and done everything possible in American rugby in the landscape to get where you are. And you're also one of the, you know, one of the Star Eagles. So it's, you are a proven pathway guy here, Dylan.
3: Yeah, well, man, if I, if, if my journey can inspire somebody down the line, you know, you know, leaving behind a legacy to inspire, you know, especially my young fella coming up, you know, and if I do my family prayer and myself prayer, like it. Uh, you know, I really, I'm I really, I'm the lucky one here, you know, to be able to have done what I've done. So I continue. It's not it's not done yet.
2: Well, now that you have this, you know, roaring success in Canada out of the way, um, you know, obviously you want to lift the, the MLR shield, but, you know, priorities in life have shifted a little bit. You're, you know, you're, you're not a sprint chicken anymore, shall we say. I mean, what, what are your goals left now? I mean, what do you have left to accomplish?
3: It's like you said, I, I, you know, I've been in enough playoffs now and uh, I really do want to leave behind this, a good legacy, you know. So, uh, I want to do one more, you know. I want to get, want to get, want to win that shield, you know. I want to represent the states to the best of my ability, and you know, whatever it is, if I can inspire somebody down the line to to be better or to pick up a rugby, a rugby ball here in the states, um, you know, with the whispers of the World Cup, you know, potentially here very soon, it's just, it's really, it's such an exciting time to be a part of rugby here. So, um, yeah. I, don't really know what's going to be down the line, but I'll, I'll be giving the socks now until the World Cup, and we'll see what happens from there.
1: Mr. Dylan Fawcett, thank you, sir, the butcher, for coming on. We much we appreciate it. Matt, Dan,
3: Brian, cheers, man. Cheers, guys. I've
1: been blind since I was four, and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste, and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has a taste and the flavor.
2: What do you think's
3: on the label?
1: I think there's a a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. All right, and we are back with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News and Dan Power, the rugby legend. We've got, Gentlemen, first one up, we've got one of those Eastern Conference battles between New England and Atlanta in Quincy, Massachusetts, and Atlanta's on a two-game losing streak, Dan.
0: Yeah, not the time of year you want to be on a losing streak, Matthew, and I think this one is uh, number one seed in the East. So I think New England, if they get a win this weekend, it's – they're, they're home. They're number one. They'll get a bye week one. Um, Atlanta just have to turn things around. They, boy, they did not look good on the weekend. That's probably the worst I've seen them play this year. LA were good the week before and made them look a little worse than maybe what they are. But, boy, they, they just look really flat this last weekend.
2: Well, I mean, I've got to pin my playoff hopes on somebody. So I think we're just going to have to go with uh, a little bit to New England now. Uh, oh. Nine weeks in a row uh overall leaders at the moment there they're still i mean it was a tough i mean oh glory gave him a good match last weekend but uh atl yeah they did not look great they need matt heaton back in that lineup to get a little bit of inspiration um but i don't see them winning against uh new england
1: atlanta hmm suddenly things aren't so rosy but new england you know they, they don't exactly overwhelm in their wins except they just win so Seven. If uh, I was reading, that it was going to be seven points. But I'm, I'm taking I'm taking New England at home in Quincy on this it, it, to win this one. Should be a good game. The next one up, Toronto, hosting Dallas. Brian,
2: that uh, first twenty minutes against New York is probably the worst twenty minutes in Toronto Arrow's history. Uh, they got to do something. I mean, even if it's mathematically unlikely that they're going to get in the playoffs, at least. You know, get a couple
0: wins to finish off the season at a high. I don't know, mate. They're 11 points behind right now uh, from Atlanta. Four games left. You know, Atlanta are sliding. And, you know, you, you have to assume that New England's going to be Atlanta, which will help Toronto here. But anything less than a bonus point win in this game, which they will get. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Danny Cipriani's not in Dallas yet. So uh, Toronto by plenty.
1: All right. Uh, you yeah. know, Toronto's going to destroy uh, unfortunately for Dallas. They're going to Toronto is going to destroy Dallas. 35 points plus. The next one, Nola Gold with Kane Thompson signing a 2-year extension to not coach in St. Louis but to remain in New Orleans. What's the story with this one as they welcome in old glory? Very happy for Kane. Like any good book,
0: nearly a chapter, not the entire story. Oh, that's good. Good answer. I'm going to pull. I'm going to call an upset. Maybe you may say Is a little spiteful. Is it? I don't. On form currently, no. I think noel has got a better roster, but I will go for Old Glory just to get a, a upset on the road here.
2: Man, there's so much intrigue with this. With Nate Osborne playing against his old team, I love that matchup. And look, Old Glory suddenly, if they win this. And, uh, well, they can't get a points differential, but they, if they get a bonus point and deny one to Nola, they move ahead of Nola in the standing. So there's a lot of stake in this game. Uh, Nate's going to have the boys fired up. I, I like it. I like it. Let's go with D.C. with the upset win here.
1: I think Old Glory get the upset, so to speak, in this one, despite the fact that Kane Thompson looks like he could play tomorrow. And they're playing better rugby since he and they announced that extension. They had a good second half against New York. So this could be tricky, but I think Old Glory might pull this one out. Next one up, those Sabercats back in the race after a big win on the road in San Diego. They're at home now at the Cat's Meow against the Utah Warriors. What does Lance Williams
0: have to do to get a shot at the Eagles? Like it's become almost ludicrous that he can't get a look in for the Eagles. By far one of the form loose forwards in MLR since he started in the league year one, constantly overlooked. Gary Gold, what are you doing? More like Gary Bronze with some of the selections in the back row. Oh, he can be Snap. Snap. He rumors now that Manu Samoa have found out that he's eligible through a parent and are now going to court him. We're going to lose one of the most dynamic back rowers that we have in America to Samoa. Because we won't capture him for some reason. I don't know if he ran over someone's cat or, you know, he broke someone's mirror under a ladder with a black cat. someone's
1: cat's mirror.
0: Yeah. We've all done it. I've broken a cat's mirror. It's not fun. But you don't keep the guy out of the damn USA side. Get him in there. He's an absolute stud. There we go. I'm picking Houston though. Anyway.
2: That game that Utah just put together and, man, i can only echo what you said about lance uh, that performance on the weekend was one of the best if not the best individual performances uh, of anybody at uh, this season so really really impressive but, man, Houston looked good against San Diego, didn't he? I mean, the scoreline really flatters San Diego. Six tries to two. Uh, Houston were dominant in that one. They just left their kicking boots at home. Otherwise, this would have been a pretty one-sided. Uh, they are peaking at the right time. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston. I, I'm going to agree with that. Uh, I'm going to take Houston, but I think it's going to be a close, uh, tough battle. But Houston take another step towards uh, their first spot in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, I think Houston wins this one relatively easily. All right, guys, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break and come back with the last two matches and final thoughts after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. Hey, Major League Rugby fans, don't forget to check out our bonus interview with Ben Mitchell, the long lad of the San Diego Legion. And we are back with Mr. Brian Ray and Dan Power. Guys, the last two matches on this weekend have New York welcoming in Seattle into Hoboken, New Jersey. This one is a tough one. Seattle playing well. They've got that big pack, that mobile pack. Got guys playing really well. And New York may have three Rugby World Cup winning All Blacks in their back line this week. In Milner Scudder, and Naholo, and Andy Ellis. Yeah,
0: not not a bad little uh, luxury to have a late season injection there. Milner Scudder uh, wasn't coming; signed a super contract, just not getting any minutes in New Zealand. So it sounds like he's going to be boots on the ground here in New York. Naholo's visa things are all cleared up uh, from all reports, so. What's he throwing Ed Fido and that that's a terrifying back three right there? I think uh Nini will probably go into 15, would be my guess, if not this week, but eventually. You mentioned the pack, mate. Like really, this dictates this game. It's it's whichever pack can inject themselves into the game best here, uh, will will get the win. And uh, that's a big Seattle pack. That's a big road trip as well. Oh, geez that rambunctious hoboken crowd they're
1: going to be fired up matt it's gonna be great yeah it is going to be great and and brian this is one you can be somewhat objective about because you didn't pick new york as your second favorite team you picked the free jacks as your second favorite team but you want new york to lose obviously
2: (laughs) you know i I don't know i I just want to watch a good rugby game and and, and, you know seattle yeah, it was just Dallas, but they did look good. You have to give them credit. They, they did uh, they did the business there, but hey, New York looks stellar against Toronto as well, so two teams playing well coming off that, but there's two things I think that are in the way of Seattle. Number one, the travel, obviously. That's a long trip to the other side of the country. Number two, uh, the line-out hasn't been super great this season, and when you've got Tucker and uh, Chivetta and Hewitt and Brakely, uh, you know, and Pryor all to contend with, I just think that's an advantage that uh, New York has there, and they're the back line uh cheese. Uh, this is gonna be a great game, but I've got to take New York at home in this one. I'm expecting to win this one them to win this one. And and uh, I don't know if mathematically Toronto, I guess if Toronto gets the five points against Dallas is still alive, but I mean uh you know New York wins this one and they're pretty much in the playoffs.
1: And Kiri is also in for New York uh in the back row. So that's another addition to to ease the the pain of losing Pongo Pongo Hakma. Heine, who is now working as the sideline reporter and is stellar. Uh, but I think New York wins this one, but Seattle always gives them fits when they come in into New York. So this, this is a, this is one of those to put on your, put on your calendar and watch ladies and gentlemen, the rugby or Matt MSG here in New York now. So that's a big deal too. The final match of the weekend has San Diego welcoming in. Los Angeles and welcoming is a term that I use loosely because San Diego is a desperate unit right now,
0: Dan. Yeah, I think they lose uh, this weekend. That's probably all she wrote. Uh, they have a bye for the last round, which means they're sitting at home with potentially their fate in, in the hands of others, which is not a great thing in sports or life for that matter. Getting all philosophical now. you didn't know, a a Ugo- didn't know what a you didn't know what a you googly was. Didn't think I could do a, a good you googlizer uh that is the end reference there but la turn. la the la's on fire mate la uh going to absolutely smoke san diego here and 2022 evaporated for the legion unfortunately just too many injuries this year they could never get into a good rhythm players in and out of the squad nate augsberger losing him for the year such a big boy such a quality player quality human um it's just a mercy here just just End the season here for San Diego. LA, I uh, wonder if they've maybe got an eye on that number one seed now after holding on there against Austin. And Austin has a pretty tough run home here. So, should we say mathematically one more time in the show? Because I think they're still mathematically. Mathematically
1: one more time right. in the show.
0: Yeah, over Austin. So I'll go LA by plenty. Mm.
2: Brian. Yeah, I mean San Diego really had their backs against the wall against Houston and it didn't happen for them. Uh they're they're in the same spot as the arrows. Mathematically in, but they're already out uh, and if they need to put another stamp on that, they could do it this weekend because LA is going to win this one. Hey, this is the last uh, home game for them at the sports deck, so enjoy that interesting scenery because the next time the Legion play at home, it's going to be at Snapdragon Stadium and that will be uh, very interesting to see. So I think we're going to see a pretty different San Diego team uh, next year. I think, uh, you know, this is a pretty aging lineup and a few of these guys I think are probably heading off uh, in the sunset at the, after- at the end of this one, so Enjoy this one, San Diego fans, but uh, LA is going to
1: win. All right. You guys have given up way too early on this veteran San Diego team. I know they lost a big match against Houston at home, but, you know, Patty Ryan comes off the bench and two seconds later, he gets a yellow card. That really changed the complexion of that game for San Diego. And they were in it and they could have won it. Uh, I question... The substitutions. I question the lineup a bit, but I'm not Danny Lee. I'm not a a, a great coach like he is. And you know, San Diego's not dead yet. They ain't dead yet. L.A. They can afford to lose this one. They're they're in second place. They're going to get second place at the end of the season. So I think I think this is a tight match, and it comes down to the wire. And L.A. better have a different fly half for this one instead of having to rely on the best scrum half in the league playing number 10. So I'm going to go with L.A. to ultimately win this one. Though. Final thoughts, Dan. Pick hey, Lance Williams. Succinct, to the point, well done. Yep. Brian.
2: <laughs> yeah, what he said, get that guy, you know, sucked out of him. <laughs> I mean, that's Is he Canadian? You, oh, well, do yeah, we'll take... Does he have a Canadian granny? I'll take him in a second. Oh, geez. Uh, we're down to the wire here. You know, we've been talking about mathematics here, but, uh, you know, now it's these, these final placement spots, right? So... You know, all of a sudden, LA is six points behind Austin. There's a question who's going to be at the top. Uh, you know, New England looking pretty good shape to, to take that top spot in the east. But, uh, you know, even though these playoff spots are pretty much wrapped up now, the final placing still has to make a difference. I mean, that you get that bye week, right? So that's an advantage. So uh, really keen to see how this plays out.
1: My final point is around the Rugby World Cup coming to the United States and, and what it means. It means that world rugby is going to have to pour money into the United States and our rugby programs from youth rugby, right up through age grade, high school, college. Uh, The Eagles will get better because of this and, and they need a professional rugby to be alive and kicking. So they'll help stand up or support Major League Rugby, the MLR, all very exciting stuff. The giant may actually be awakening. And on that note, I wanna thank you guys, Brian Ray, Dan Power and you for tuning in Please check out our other shows, including The Rugby Odds and The College Rugby Wrap-Up. And please sign up for our newsletter. Tell your mates about us. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And please, 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 please sign up for our American Red Cross Blood Donor Team.